This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 555 with Laura Cathcart Robbins. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 555. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Happy Dance CBD Skincare. That's Kristen Bell's new CBD skincare line. Right now, Shameless Mom listeners get 15% off their first Happy Dance order when you go to doahappydance.com slash shameless. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. To get 12 free meals from HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash shameless12 and use the code shameless12 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by my very own Shameless Motivational Coloring Book. To get your free 25-page motivational coloring book with all sorts of fun quotes that you hear me say all the time, go to shamelessmom.com coloring. That's shamelessmom.com coloring. Hello, Shameless Moms. Oh my goodness, you are in for a treat. I am sharing a conversation from inside the Shameless MomCon Collective today. So many of you probably heard me talk about the Shameless MomCon Collective over the last couple of months. This was our four-week online 
event in place of being able to have an in-person event this year. And oh my goodness, so many amazing speakers joined us over the course of four weeks. I think we had 10 guest speakers on top of some of our own members speaking as well. And it was just a really special event. And so I wanted to share a conversation with one of my favorite people that took place within the Shameless MomCon Collective. And so inside the collective, I invited my good friend, Laura Cathcart Robbins, to come in so that we could talk about why it's so important to make space for women's stories. And Laura is the host of the Only One in the Room podcast. And I met Laura through some stalking, you know, per usual. But I first listened to her show. She actually interviewed someone who has another podcast that I listen to and really love. And that was my first introduction to Laura's show. And I knew from that first conversation that Laura was someone who I wanted to be connected to forever. (laughs) And so I reached out to her and she came on the Shameless Mom Academy. I just went and looked. It was almost 200 episodes that she came on the Shameless Mom Academy for the first time. I ended up going down to California pre-COVID, and I was a guest on her show, The Only One in the Room. I've since been on her show a second time, and she is just doing amazing work, and all of her work is really around sharing other people's stories. And so I wanted her to come within the collective to talk about why it's so important to make space specifically for women's stories, and I wanted it to be an interview kind of conversational style. And so This is going to be fun for you because we're both sharing our experience around this topic. So you're going to hear both of us chatting about this. I think you're going to learn a lot. And I hope that you leave this conversation feeling inspired to start sharing your own stories and to make space for other women's stories as well. And also to do that in places and spaces where it's safe. And we touch on all of that today. I don't think that you need to necessarily broadcast your deepest, darkest secrets, you know, out in public where people might not hold them in the safest space or hold you in the safest space. But there are ways where you can start to share your stories and find a lot of power and connection that comes in sharing that ultimately lifts all women up and allows us to all live a more real authentic experience and show up in ways that really shifts what we see as allowed or allowable and appropriate in terms of talking about our stories and our pasts and our health and our mental health and our struggles in public ways. And so with all that said, let me tell you a little bit about Laura from an official bio standpoint. So Laura Cathcart Robbins is an author, writer, podcast host. She is the mother of Miles and Justin. She is the girlfriend of Hun. So her boyfriend, Scott, is who she calls Hun. And you'll hear that over and over on her show, which is always super cute. She's also a dedicated inclusionist, a disruptor, a thought leader, an ally, volunteer, storyteller, public speaker, and she's often the only one in the room, which was the inspiration for her to start her show by the same name. Professionally, she's a freelance culture writer and host of her popular podcast, The Only One in the Room, living in Studio City, California. Her recent articles in HuffPo and The Temper on the subjects of race, recovery, and divorce have garnered her worldwide acclaim. If you read any of her articles, they will stop you dead in your tracks. You will probably cry. You might feel a little bit called out and they will open your heart in all the best ways. She currently sits on the advisory board of the San Diego Writers Festival and the Outliers Headquarter Podcast Festival. So listen in to hear Laura and I talk about what inspired us to start making space for other women's stories, what we've learned after sharing hundreds of women's stories over the last few years on our podcast, some of our favorite stories that we've shared on our podcast, why we are all more powerful when we start to share our stories, and how to create safe spaces for women to share their stories more openly. So this is a great conversation. I think you're going to learn a lot. 
I think you're going to laugh a few times and I hope that you feel inspired to start sharing more stories in places and spaces that are safe for you. So with all that said, please help me in welcoming back Laura Cathcart Robbins to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy and honored to have you here. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Go ahead and say hi. Hi. Thank you so much for that. Boy, it's so good to be here. And I am honored to be able to be with you and have this conversation I love the idea that we're going to talk about telling other people's stories. It's so funny. And I'll just say this really quickly before we get into it. But, you know, up until my podcast, I'm a memoirist. I'm not a novelist. I'm not a reporter. I didn't write other people's stories. I only wrote about my own experience. And as I was, you know, kind of curating that first season of guests, I was tripping because I didn't know, I don't know how to tell other people's stories. I didn't know what to do to get other people to feel comfortable enough to tell the stories that I wanted them to tell. So it was really, even though I'm a storyteller, it was a new adventure to have other people come in and share their stories and to be able to create that safe space for it. So I'm so glad that you brought this up as the topic and that we get to talk about it. Oh my gosh. And it's so interesting to me that you considered like that you had that distinction in your brain that like, I tell my story, I don't tell other people's story. And like, because you are such a conscientious supporter of other women's stories and you make space for other women's stories in such a beautiful way, which is like the immediate thing I recognized about you when I listened to one of your very first episodes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you played it off really well early on. (laughs) Thank you. Well, and I think some of that comes from being in recovery for as long as I have. In 12-step recovery, our goal is to only share our own experience. We don't take other people's inventory. We don't tell other people's stories. So it comes very naturally for me to tell my own story. And it feels odd to even think about telling someone else's stories. But you're right. It's not, I'm not telling their story. I'm giving them a space to tell their own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I sent Laura some questions in advance and- (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank you for that. (laughs) Well, and I was like, I'll send you some questions to make it really easy. And then we'll just talk about the questions and let me know if you want me to add anything. And then I was like, oh, I have to like answer these questions as well. I have to be prepared. (laughs) And as I was going through them, I'm like, some of these questions are kind of hard. So I'm very excited to hear what you came up with. Oh gosh, pressure. (laughs) I know, I know. So I have a list of questions and we'll go through and I'll, we'll just kind of go back and forth. And I know we'll have a lot of conversation between questions as well, but I'm going to make space for Laura and I both to answer them. And I'm really curious to see Laura has been doing her podcast for two years. Initially, all your episodes were interviews And now you do some episodes that are interviews and you also have some special episodes that are where you're sharing what's on your nightstand. So you don't always have guests. Yes. And then my episodes are alternating an interview and me talking. And so, and I've been doing that for five years. So we have collectively a lot of time sharing other people's stories. So I want to know what prompted you to make space for other people's stories early on. Well, thank you for asking that. (laughs) The reason I started the podcast was because I'd written an article in October of 2018 that was titled, I was the only black person at Elizabeth Gilbert and Cheryl Strayed's Brave Magic Retreat. And I wrote it for HuffPo and it went viral, which was incredible. It was really, it was my first piece on a major platform that had gotten published. And so I was not prepared for a viral article and what that looked and felt like. And a lot of the response I got was like, good for you for writing this. That was amazing. 
But the majority of the responses, which I thought would only be from black people, I thought I'm writing an article that black people are going to connect to, hopefully, you know, and they won't feel like the only ones in the room because now they see that someone else had this experience. But what happened was most of the responses, there was no median, actually, there it was across the board on race and ethnicity and religion and, you know, gender orientation and sexual orientation and nationality. Like it was all over the world. There was no like section that I could say, oh, it was mainly these people who responded and all of them connected with the feeling of being othered. Like, you know, if it wasn't just like the only single person in the room, I felt like that. I know what it feels like to be the only one in the room or, you know, the only one who's just had a baby and doesn't feel, you know, like I could, I, there's anything I can wear. Just all these different only ones. And people wrote to me about that. I got 568 direct messages in 24 hours from people wow. everywhere who said me too. Not the hashtag me too, right, right. but me, I get this. I felt like this. And I was in a podcasting class at the time. I'd never listened to a podcast when I wrote that article and I was in a class and we had to create a project. And so my teacher suggested that we create one out of the hashtags that were coming back, which was hashtag the only one in the room and that we tell the stories of the people that were responding to the article. Oh my gosh. So yeah. good. And so my reason for, or my prompting to make space for other people's stories was being in this space of owning my gym. And there was this, so yours came from a place of being the only one in the room. And mine came from a place of noticing that every woman in the room that I was in, where I was working was shrinking. And like, there was this mm. collective women not taking up space, not standing in their power, not realizing that they had like more value than a weight loss goal. And so I was looking at this like bigger picture and wanting to make space for women to talk about something other than like, how can I lose 10 pounds? Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, I wanted to create space for that. And I also wanted women to recognize that their struggles gave them power. And I was coming from a place where I was just kind of recognizing that about myself and motherhood. Cause I had spent a lot of early motherhood being angry that it was hard <laughs> because <laughs> nobody told me that. I was like, I thought we just snuggled all day. Like, why is this hard? And so creating the space of like, okay, so if you can own the struggle and honor the struggle, then like you get to have the power that comes with that. And that was really significant to me. And so I knew that I wanted to create a space for stories like that and for women to listen to each other and learn from each other. And I think that that for me, and I only have gotten more discerning around this, creating space for women to tell stories that aren't commonly heard. And I know you do the same only becomes more and more important. And I know you are also looking for those stories that are not commonly heard, which is kind of the basis for the only one in the room. Yes. I love what you just said about people coming in shrinking and like the weight loss goal isn't the goal, right? right. That there is so much more than that. I'll just go into the kind of the next question which is what have I learned after hearing so many women's stories over the course is just the power that we have yeah. as women. Like it's making me emotional just thinking mm -hmm. about it. Like, obviously we are, you know, physically built to do more than men can do. Mm -hmm. Like we can produce life, which is pretty amazing in and of itself. But that aside, there is something about a strong woman, you know, that is, 
when she walks into the room, I feel empowered by that. You know, I feel that power when she walks in, when a powerful man walks into the room, I can admire it. I can take notes. I can be in awe, but I don't, I'm not connected to it in the same way. And, you know, hearing women tell these stories that are, like you said, not commonly heard stories, which is what they tell on my podcast as well. You know, what I've really learned is that they all have that commonality of being, they're kind of the same, you know, and it doesn't matter if they're telling the story of how they got sober or how they got divorced or how they were raped and started to heal from that. There's this beginning, middle and end, and there's this layer of shame that they all break through. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they break through it on the show. Yeah. Like that happens in front of me, which is just amazing. It's such an honor for me to be able to have space where somebody can do that. And then, you know, it's, there's something in recovery where the way we tell our stories is what it was like, what happened and what we're like now. And that just feels like it's the same arc with all these stories. It was like this and then something happened. And what it's like now is power. You know, I found this power in my experience. I have something I didn't have before, or I'm aware of something that I've always had, but I didn't know I had it until this happened. And, you know, those are the stories that give me goosebumps that I love to tell when I'm doing, you know, going through submissions and doing pre-interviews, I'm looking for that. If I don't get that, I'm not bringing them on the show. Right. You know what I mean? If that's not there, because that's not the kind of stories we tell, not that their story doesn't have value on other shows, but for my show, I want to hear where it was and then what they did and then how they are applying it or using it in their lives today. And then by doing that, by telling that they are helping people, Mm -hmm. my listeners are being helped and they're sharing it with people who need to hear it because this is me. You know, I was like that. I thought that I cried like that. I was broke like that. You know, whatever it might be, they were like that and they connect. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is supported by Happy Dance. Happy Dance is a premium CBD skincare line from Kristen Bell. Yes, that Kristen Bell, who I'm pretty sure we're best friends now that she or her company are sponsoring the show. I mean, she doesn't know, but it's fine. It's fine. We're totally tight. So whether you have never tried CBD products before or you're already a huge fan, Happy Dance is different. Actress, mom, and do-it-aller Kristen Bell co-created Happy Dance to help everyone make the soothing benefits of CBD skincare a part of their daily routine. I know so many people who use CBD skincare products now and rave about them. So I was really excited to try this out and I'm loving my Happy Dance goodies. I'm loving, loving. So what does Happy Dance feel like? It feels like rubbing a sense of it's all going to be okay right into your skin. It's like a secret door to your happy place. Happy Dance products are made with only the highest quality CBD and premium ingredients. If they wouldn't use it on their own mothers, they would not put it in Happy Dance. So they have three products. They have a whipped body butter, a bath bomb, and a multi-purpose CBD coconut blend. So all three have CBD in them and you can use them for different things, whether you're looking to just chill out at the end of the day, you're looking for something that just feels luxurious. I use the coconut melt a lot because I love how soft it is on my skin. I use it on my arms. I'll use it on dry patches in my skin just to like add a little rejuvenation in there. 
It's good stuff. So the body butter has a little bit lower level of CBD. The coconut melt has a little bit higher level. They both smell. They both have like a light, luxurious scent to them. I love it all. I love all the goodies. I want you to try out the product and then I want you to talk about it. So right now, shameless mom listeners get 15% off their first happy dance order, but only when you go to doahappydance.com slash shameless. That's right. 15% off your first order of happy dance CBD skin care at doahappydance.com slash shameless. Go to over to doahappydance.com slash shameless to get started. I think it's those, that connecting of the dots, I think is so powerful. And I love it when like, and for you to say, like, you've had those goosebump moments when you're, someone's sharing their story. And then like you, as people share things, you as the listener, whether, or the host, the interviewer, you can listen to different parts of their story over the course of an hour conversation. And by the time you get to the end, you can connect things that are current to things that they said that were in the past Yes, that they haven't been able to connect before. And you're like, huh, that's so interesting that you just said this thing about today. But I remember you said that other thing about 20 years ago and they're like, oh my gosh, like, and that's like, it's such an honor to be there for those moments. And then that's like transformation for the guest, it's transformation for the host and anyone listening. It's that's the power of it all. I think this episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. Well, and I think really, Sarah, I learned that from you, that really listening to the person that you're interviewing or you're talking to, because that's what you did for me. And that was very early on, Mm -hmm. really listening and then being able to connect those dots as they're talking. Because when you're interviewing somebody, you're a fan. I'm not talking about you specifically. Mm -hmm. You're a fan of that person. You were so curious. You were so in. You want to know everything and you're retaining it. But I think that's really important that listening with curiosity to somebody, I think it really does open up a space for them to be able to share more. Like I felt very safe to share my story with you, which is a story that I have shared in different ways over the last couple of years. But really, you know, when you interviewed me, I mainly only shared it in recovery rooms, Mm -hmm. the part of the story that I shared on your podcast. So, but you made it that way, you know, you made it so that I could come on and say these things. And you kept me safe the whole time because you were so engaged. And I just think that's so important. And I don't know that women do that for each other enough, but I I, learned that from you. Oh my gosh. That's thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that feedback. And I think that's a huge lesson for all of us, which, and there's a few things in here that I wanted to touch on that is not just about like you and me and how we do a podcast. (laughs) That's like maybe not relevant to what everyone else does in their life. But I think that what's really important is for us to all be better listeners of each other's stories and for us to all be creating space where someone can share their story. I think that's so significant. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute. I want to go back to when we were talking about what we've learned from hearing so many stories over the years. And you said that it made you emotional thinking about it because that's fascinating. Cause as soon as I was started typing notes on this earlier today, I started tearing up and I was the first thing that came to mind for me was that the power of women to endure. And so hearing so many stories over five years is women's capacity to endure. It is in our DNA and even more so. And we just got done listening to Tiffany talk about intersectionality, even more so if you are a woman of color or a gay woman or a woman from who's come from poverty. So more, the more intersections you have, the more you, your capacity to endure is, and depending on your family of origin, the more that is built into your DNA. And so when we look at generations of women enduring and we acknowledge that we have that superpower, there's something really transformational that happens because I think what we tend to do is we tend to, and this is how I felt about motherhood early on where you're like, well, it's fine. Like everyone does this. And like, I can't complain because it's just motherhood and like, you know, millions and millions of women do this every day. So like, who am I to complain about it? And the reality is that, yeah, when millions and millions of women do this every day, and it's really, really freaking hard. And it is built into our DNA to endure through that and to endure through sleepless nights and endure through not feeding ourselves because we're feeding our babies and to endure through like all of these trials and tribulations of motherhood and of womanhood, and then of any other intersections that might be relevant to our identities. And if we can recognize that and give ourselves a little bit of credit for that, that gives us so much power moving forward and so much more, I think, bandwidth in terms of what we would give ourselves permission to go after in life. 
I so agree. Thank you for saying, bringing up the word enduring, you know, because I think the flip side of enduring, or maybe it just goes hand in hand with it when you're, when I, I'll just speak for myself, when I wasn't enduring, I felt guilty. Like when I wasn't hanging in there and going through those sleepless nights. And, you know, I talk a lot about, I endured my marriage for a pretty long period of time for a couple of years thinking, you know, like, this is something that people do, you know, mm-hmm. marriages are to, they're a separate entity. They need to be resuscitated and kept alive and fed. And I forgot about the two of us, you know, because I was enduring to keep that alive. And then, you know, at the end for me, it was important to walk away from it so that I didn't completely lose myself. And I know for some people they do endure and things get better and that's beautiful. I always root for love mm-hmm. always, but When I wasn't enduring, I felt extremely guilty and I didn't know how to share that with anybody in a way that would have made a difference. You know, I didn't have those words. I didn't have those spaces to do that. Or if I did, I didn't know they hadn't revealed themselves to me. Yeah. I want to talk about, because we mentioned it a couple of times. So I'm going to have us jump for a minute, I think. And Katie mentioned it in the chat as well, that she said, aha, we as women don't keep each other safe enough to share our own stories. And this is actually Mm. one of the questions that I had for this conversation around how can we create safe places for women to share their stories? And so, and it's interesting because I think there's, it's one thing to do that in the context of a podcast. It's one thing to do it. And, you know, I did that in the context of this group. We talked about that in kind of the code of ethics last week. And in our speaker call, we talked a little bit about that as well but I'm curious what your thoughts are around creating safe places for women to share their stories, because this is something, whether it's between you and another girlfriend or you and a group of girlfriends or you in a work environment or on a community level in some way, I think it's really, really significant. And it, we want to be thoughtful around that. Yeah, of course. I think to answer that, I have to preface it by saying I'm a really private person, which (laughs) doesn't kind of make sense (laughs) because talked about Who all my business, about <laughs> but truly in my private, like in my everyday life, I am private. Like I don't talk about my relationship with Scott, like on a daily basis with my friends, I'm not right. running on about our ins and outs. I right. kind of keep my feelings to myself until it's important to let them out. So for me, getting somebody to share their story with me, I don't want to be the one to pull it out of them. I don't want to be interested on a tabloid level at all. Right, you know, right. I want this to be like, if you want to tell this story, I would love to hear it. And I'm going to take really, really good care of it mm-hmm. and you, you know, yeah. while you're doing it. And so, you know, that's kind of the first thing I do set, you know, rules, like not rules, but I just like, if you say anything that you're uncomfortable with, don't worry about it. You know, you're kind of in control of how this is going to go. And the other thing that I do is besides just kind of, you know, saying that we can go as fast or as slow, you can say as much or as little. If you say something that you're really uncomfortable with, just tell me during the interview and and we'll strike it in the edit. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to appear. That's never happened, by the way. No one's ever come back with something they're uncomfortable with and Mm -hmm. said, I want that out. But I leave that space open. And I always, in the pre-interview I do, and I know this is unusual, I know that not not everybody does a pre-interview, but I do, because I really hit some tender subjects, I'll share my own stories with them during that pre-interview when it's warranted. And so it's not like they're 
standing there with their insides on the floor by themselves, you know, right. I'm there with them with my insides on the floor too. (laughs) And I think that helps. I think it helps them feel safe. And, you know, maybe it doesn't seem so scary when they're just talking to me and they don't have to think about the hundreds of thousands of people who are going to be listening. You know, Mm -hmm. when the podcast drops, they can just, you just stay right here with me. You're right. It's just me and you. Yeah. What about you? This episode is supported by HelloFresh. Okay, who wants to go on dinner strike with me and be like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done deciding on what's for dinner. So luckily, HelloFresh has your back. I think everyone I know at this point is using HelloFresh a couple times a week now because we're just, we're done. Moms are done with dinner. We are so over it and we can't figure out how, like everything got canceled in COVID except for dinner, which is very unfair. So HelloFresh is pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the store and count on HelloFresh to make cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Oh my gosh, they have the best deal for you right now. So hold on a second and I'll tell you about that. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. So every week they have over 27 recipes to choose from, from vegetarian to healthy options, to craft burgers, to extra special gourmet options. And I'm always so excited when I hop on because there's always things that I would never have the courage to try on my own, by the way. Like I would never be brave enough to try new recipes, but HelloFresh makes it so simple that I am brave enough to try new recipes and they always have things that my child will eat. So I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I get something like fun and fancy for us, but then like I have to make a separate dinner for the kid. No, 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 no. They have a little something for everyone. And they also have lunch options, breakfast options, snack options. You could literally get like your food for the whole day from HelloFresh. So I love their expanded level of service in terms of all the things that you can get to make meals so much easier to take the guesswork out. You know, I have this thing around decision fatigue when it comes to dinner. Like it makes me angry that this is a decision that has to be made every day around what are we going to have and do we have the ingredients and is everyone going to be happy with it? And HelloFresh just has that all taken care of for you so you can save your mental energy for something that matters more than your freaking dinner. So here's what you're going to do. HelloFresh is offering you 12 free meals. Yes, 12 free meals and free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Shameless12 and use the code Shameless12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Shameless12, code Shameless12 to get started. So go over to HelloFresh.com slash Shameless12. Use the code Shameless12 so that you can get started today with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So... I think inviting people to share, I think inviting can look like a lot of different things, but you know, I think inviting people to share by just being open to uncomfortable conversations and then like Mm. holding space for people when they're slow to, so like I can be a bulldozer if I think someone else is uncomfortable and this is not so much on the show or I've gotten better at not doing this on the show, but in a one-on-one conversation with a girlfriend or whatever, if I think someone's uncomfortable, I'll just like bulldoze to like fill the space. Like, I don't want you to be uncomfortable. So I'm just going to like talk about myself or some stupid thing from earlier today or whatever. But I think sometimes creating space can be really helpful. I also think telling people like, I'm not going to share this with anyone. And I've done this with friends after the fact, like where someone will tell me something and then the next day I'll text them and be like, I'm just checking in or following up. And just so you know, like, I'm not going to share anything that you said. And even though it's after the fact, I think it builds a layer of trust that like, then they're more open to coming to me another time in a group setting before we share something. You know, one of the things that's really significant, which we talked about before we kicked off this event. And then also we talk about our membership and Momentum Mamas is just like making it really known from the get-go that like confidentiality is a top priority. And if anyone were to take advantage of information in this group that 
I would protect the group and the people and over the person who abused that and they would be kicked out immediately. And I have not had to do that in this context, but I have had to ask people to leave my gym before because they were making other people feel unsafe and uncomfortable. And so I think making yourself known as someone who will create safety at, even if it's uncomfortable, I think that can be really helpful. Also, I think being really clear around who you protect, and this almost comes in a community way. So, you know, like for me, on my website, there's certain things that I say, like we added to our website in the about us section that like, this is what the shameless mom Academy believes this. We believe that black lives matter. We believe that trans rights matter. We believe that reproductive rights are human rights. Like we added those kinds of things in and on a business level, I think that's really important, but I also think sharing enough of that in other places where it's not business related So for example, like the things I share on social media and those kinds of things, letting people know what you stand for and who you stand for creates a feeling of safety for groups of people who maybe are not always made to feel welcome and safe. And so I know that for me, when I invite and I'll I'll use Ray, we had our first non-binary guest come on the show not that long ago and Ray knows what I stand for and Ray knows who I protect and what my values are from working with me in a couple of different contexts. And so I think they were more likely to say yes to me because not only as a company, do we hold certain values to be true, but also as like a personal brand on social media and just the things that I say in the way I show up, I think it was an easier yes, because they knew that I'm someone who's going to be supportive of that story and be um, careful with their story. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, you do that so well. You really do. And you have, (laughs) I mean, if someone didn't like what you were standing for, they, I don't know, but (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say about that. But I was going to say, everybody who knows you knows what you stand for. Right. Everybody who knows you on social media or through the podcast, I'm assuming personally as well, because you're very, very forthright with it, which does create a space that feels safe for all different types of people to come in and be feel comfortable enough to tell an uncomfortable story mm-hmm. or to talk about an uncomfortable subject. And that maybe is an uncomfortable because it's difficult in and of itself, but it just hasn't been something they've ever said before. You right. know, so that was like the subject is an uncomfortable, but my talking about it is because right. I'm not used to that. Right. right. And yeah, you do an amazing job of that. I think, you know, me being black and female in a way is an advantage to that because there's an assumption that I am open to all different, all, all marginalized people come here. <laughs> I've got you <laughs> because I have this experience. Right. And so I don't have to do a lot of that groundwork. And, you know, maybe that's one of the few areas where, you know, by me being black and female, I do have an advantage. I don't have to prove that people, there is an assumption. And then, you know, I am that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I am curious. I'm open. I'm trying to upgrade my technology around pronouns and, you know, just the different language and cultures. Always, I want to be better. And, you know, that's something you know once you know me, though. Right. So right. if you're just seeing me, you may not know that right away, but you're probably going to assume, one would probably assume that I'm open to a lot simply because I'm Black and I'm a woman. Right. Yeah. I had someone share someone who I follow on social media, who I recently, who I shared for, or interviewed for the podcast. 
her interview hasn't gone live yet, but she's a lesbian who used to be married to a pastor. And so, and so lots of layers of story in there. And, but one of the things that she said on social media recently, which was like funny, but also really true. She's like, at the very least, if you can't put a rainbow flag on the back of your car to meet for me to know that like, you're a safe person, then like, I don't have time for you. Kind of a thing. Right. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like raising my hand, like I have a rainbow sticker on my car. Like, am I the safe and it was this really like lighthearted conversation, but also there were so many layers underneath that. And I think that to your point, someone's going to look at me and white woman and assume that like, I might not be a safe person. It would be very easy to assume that. And in many cases, that would be really accurate. So then what can I do to make it obvious that I am a safe person? So can I put like the little circle, like trans lives matter for um, trans visibility day? Or can I put the sticker on my car? Or can I, you know, did I show up at a black lives matter? Like all those little things add up over time so that you, I think that people can see these little things about you and you don't have to be like me and be like shouting it from the rooftops. Cause I know that's not everyone's style, but right. you, I think little things that speak volumes to, to those fact that you are a safe person or that you are a safe place and that you're open to holding space for other people and being a safe person for them. Mm, well, I love that. And you know, it's just, those symbols are so meaningful, you know, they're that little, like nod across the room. I see you. Yeah. I see you over there. I'm displaying this because I see you. Right. And that's, you know, like, you know, black people have always done that when, or I won't speak for all black people, people in my family that are black, we've always gone into the room and look for another black person and nodded. You know, there's Mm -hmm. that look of recognition. I may never speak to them, but to be seen that way is so important. And so I think Mm -hmm. by displaying those symbols, that's another layer of that. It's another, I see you nod. Right. Yeah. I want to know, this was the hardest question for me. So I'm very curious how you answered it. Okay. Do you have a favorite story that's been shared? (laughs) Was it hard for you? I was like, why did I send her that question? I want to take it back because it's like impossible. It's so impossible. So first of all, there are people here today who I've interviewed, who are some of my absolute favorite stories, yours included. (laughs) But I will say recently, I interviewed a woman who started an app, the Phoenix Foundation, and she is a rape survivor. She's an abuse survivor. She's a molestation survivor, an incest survivor. And she just got her doctorate from Berkeley And she was re-traumatized in one of her doctorate classes by, they had to set up two people in the middle and they were talking to each other and they had to ask these questions. And she knew in advance that the questions were going to trigger, they're going to trigger her. And so she'd asked that she could be excused. She could not be excused. And her professor made sure that she answered all the questions and she started to fall apart in the middle of it and had to go to the restroom and take a break. She had to come back and finish it or else she wouldn't get the grade. But she was in the bathroom and she didn't know who to call. And she wished she had an app where she could have gone on and connected with somebody who had similar experiences. So that experience caused her to create an app and a collection of survivors. So there is an app. She was just in Forbes the other day for this. And I'm actually doing a clubhouse with her next week on Denim Day. You know about that? No. 
So yes, I see a few people nodding. I didn't know about it either. So don't feel bad. Denim Day started, basically there was a woman who was raped in Italy and it was determined by the judge that she had to, it had to have been consensual because she had tight jeans on and would have needed to help him in removing them. So he was let off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So on this day at the 28th, I think people wear denim, women wear denim to stand in solidarity with that woman who was told that her rape was consensual. So Melissa Barker is the woman I'm talking about, not the woman who created the Phoenix Foundation app, which is free. And they match you with therapists. That was probably one of my my favorite recent conversations. Wow. And- Yeah, it was so powerful. And, you know, my editor had to take a break from listening to it because it was so powerful. And I sent it kind of with a warning because she talks, you know, about everything that happened to her so beautifully. She describes this thing. There's no, she's not a victim in it. Mm -hmm. She's just telling the story. So that was one of my more recent favorite conversations. I love that. Yeah. What about you? like impossible. I could look at like the last six months. And then I was like, I can't even like, even from the last six months, I had like 18. I was like, I want all of them. But so I would say I mentioned Ray's story already. So Ray was someone who I was just so incredibly grateful that they came on the show and to have someone come into our space and talk about gender and gender as something that exists on a spectrum. And I really, really appreciated that conversation. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to Ray for being open to sharing because not only did they share kind of their experience and their history up to this time, but this was also, we had this conversation a couple of weeks before they were going to have top surgery. And so it was at this kind of like really pivotal moment. So I deeply appreciated that conversation. Cause I think it's a conversation that's just not being had enough. And so that was one This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless and then Another one I really appreciated recently, Shonda Head came in and talked about being in a multi-generational household. And so she is taking care of her granny. She calls granny, who's I think 95. (laughs) And then she has, I think her toddler's like two and a half, Gianna. And just listening, there was so much what I loved about her story is she was kind of just like talking about the day to day of like, yeah, like I take care of granny and then my daughter and then my business and blah, blah, blah. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is the most beautiful story of family and they're do, they're living in the house that was her mother's house, Shonda's mother's house, but Shonda's mother died a few years ago. And that's how Shonda ended up in that house, taking care of granny before her daughter was born. And in Shonda's mind, she was like, this is just my story, but it was so beautiful and special. And the layers and the dynamics of multiple generations really, really touched me. And that's something that my mom grew, like my mom grew up with her 90 year old grandma living in their house. And so just, that was really, really cool. And then one other one, and I was hesitant to bring anyone in who's actually speaking because then I felt like other people would feel left out, but I had to mention Mia Hemstad. Yeah. I don't think she's here. But I will say before she was one of my favorite interviews of 2020 and one, a standout from all five years, and she'll be speaking next Monday night. But what I loved about Mia's conversation is I asked her to come on this show specifically to talk about PTSD, anxiety, and depression, which is what she talks a lot about on Instagram. And in my mind, and I like, it's funny that in my mind, I had these preconceived notions because I actually have been diagnosed with anxiety and PTSD myself. But in my mind, I'm like, she's probably going to be like a little nervous and maybe a little tentative and maybe a little demure. And so I was kind of positioning myself to like, try to help her out of her shell. And then we start the conversation and I was like, she's so fierce. And she's so like, just I was blown away by the power and the strength and the stories that came out of someone who I was following 
because of the way she talks about mental health. And she talks about it in these, she talks about it in many, in kind of gentle ways in terms of how you can take care of yourself. But then when you get her to talk about like why she talks about these things and why she talks about them the way that she does, she is so fierce about it. And I didn't see that coming. And it was just really, really transformational to me in terms of how I see mental health differently and among different people and how it can look so different in different layers. And so that was a really special conversation as well. Well, I am so grateful that you gave her to me as well. I texted Laura, right? I'm like, do you (laughs) want to interview this woman, Mia? She's amazing. And she is. And, you know, we ended up talking about how we were talking about in the beginning, kind of that enduring thing and how martyrdom is not good for you. Like we're taught to be mama martyrs and how toxic that is for us Yeah, and how she wants to go to work. She doesn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. (gasps) What? (laughs) You said that out loud? Oh, and she breaks it down so beautifully. This woman is something to be reckoned with. Yes. Yes, Yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So last question. Yeah. What stories do you want to dig deeper into as you continue to make space for women in your space? You know, I think the types of stories... I don't know if there is a type of story that I want to dig deeper into, but I really want to cast my net wider and get more stories, stories that I've never heard of, stories that may on the surface sound like Mia, right? Someone who, you know, is a family leave advocate, a paid family leave advocate who doesn't want to stay home with her kids, which sounds kind of vaguely interesting to me. But once I dug even just a little bit below the surface, I'm like, this is wildly interesting. Yes. Like this is a whole episode of, and people need to hear this. And I want to be able to take more time to kind of investigate, not kind of, I don't want to minimize it. I want to take more time to investigate these stories and investigate these topics that come up. Sometimes I'll read something in the, in the New York times. I still get the newspaper. I know every Sunday, Sunday, you and Scotty reading the newspaper on Sundays. (laughs) And I'll be reading it and I'll be like, this is a really interesting topic. And I'll start looking for people who have that story. Sometimes Mm. it's the person whose story it is in the times, but sometimes it's just like, I never even thought about this. I don't know how many of my listeners know about this, but I'm going to try to find somebody to tell this story. So it's, it's not necessarily that I want to hear more of a certain type of story, but I really do want to hear more stories. Yeah. I want to hear more stories than I've been telling. I want to hear more stories outside of relationships and divorce and recovery and, and being a mom. I want to hear more stories than that. Women have so many stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're everywhere. We do everything Mm -hmm. and a lot of it by ourselves. Right. (laughs) Even when we have a partner (laughs) and then if you don't, I mean, yeah, even under the best of circumstances, it is a lot. Yeah. So those are the stories I want to share more of. What about you? Okay, mamas, quick little break here to tell you about something I made just for you that's totally free. And I'm so excited. I made something for you that I want for myself. So we get to all enjoy it together. So here's what I did. I made you a 25-page adult inspirational coloring book. So what I did is I took 25 quotes or sayings, things that I've said here in the Shameless Mom Academy over the course of over 550 episodes, over five and a half-ish years, and I hired someone to make an adult coloring book 
with these quotes. And it turned out so well. And I have some folks already using it who have done amazing, created beautiful pieces of art and done amazing things with it. And here's what's really fun is, first of all, I created this for adults because we know that adult coloring, while you might kind of laugh and giggle when you talk about being an adult color, we know that Coloring actually helps you destimulate your brain. It helps you relax. It can distract you from stress by providing a distraction from your stressors and allowing you to focus on something that's more calming. And I know for me, if I'm in a color, I like to listen to a podcast at the same time or an audiobook, and it just feels like this like little oasis away from reality that is such a delightful break in my day at times. So I thought I could create that for you. And I've had moms using it for the past few months, kind of testing it out, seeing how they like it. But then this other cool thing happened. Some of you started sharing the coloring book with your kids too. So this is also totally kid-friendly. I will say there is one swear word in there because we do have the hashtag every damn day in there in one place. Other than that, it is totally kid-friendly. No other swear words. But we had some kids start using it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. So if you want a free downloadable coloring book of inspirational quotes, all you have to do is go to shamelessmom.com slash coloring, shamelessmom.com slash coloring, and you get the whole 25 page coloring book for free. So I hope that you enjoy this. And here's what I want you to do. Super important. As you are coloring and you finish your works of art, please share them on social media and share them on Instagram and in your stories and tag me at Shameless Mom Academy because I want to see what you create. So definitely share your art with me. Again, to download this new coloring book totally for free, just go to shamelessmom.com slash coloring. So I want to have make more space for any stories where there's stigma. And so stories where maybe people would typically pass judgment. And so like examples would be like around abortion or addiction or infidelity or Mm. homelessness, like stories where people, where we kind of distance ourselves and we're like, huh, like how did they get there? How did they let themselves get to that point where we might kind of, you know, side eye a little bit and be like, yeah, I would never get like, let that happen to me kind of a thing. Those are the stories that I want to be telling. Cause I think that those are the stories that create space for compassion and empathy. And what I think is amazing is like that those stories I think are, and I think your show does such a beautiful job with this, Laura, those stories are really great equalizers. Like we recognize how we are more similar than different, even though our stories can be wildly different, but we can recognize like, oh, I'm only actually, and I remember listening to the statistic um, on a news story about homelessness years ago, but it was like, you know, the average person is only like two bad things happening away from being homeless, but we don't, mm-hmm. we don't recognize that about ourselves. And that was hugely eye-opening to me, like get over yourself and passing judgment on like the person panhandling by the freeway, or in the case of Seattle, many, many tents all over the place and look at like, well, what are the two things that actually happened that made this your home right now, rather than like, I would never let things go that far, you know? Yes. So. Yes. To destigmatizing <laughs> all of that. No, yeah, but it's so. true. That's always my goal. You know, mental illness is big right now. I really mm-hmm. want to, you know, people consider recovery. I mean, addiction to be a mental illness. I'm fine with that, but I want to destigmatize all of that and just have conversations where it doesn't have to be spoken about in whispers. Same right. with race. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. destigmatize that too. It's it's not a sentence, you know? Yeah. It's glorious. Right. It can be glorious. Right. Right. And, you know, what can be considered an illness can really be such an advantage to certain people. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And Don says it's humanizing people. Yes. And thank you, Don. 100%. Yeah. Right, oh my the goodness. Chat. Yeah, I know the chat. <laughs> we are at time. And I know some people, there's been some side conversation in the chat, which I haven't had the chance to tend to properly, but I wanted to get into the meat of all this. And I think that we did a good job getting into the meat and we made it through all of our questions, I think. So in one way or another. So anything else you want to add before we shut it down? Oh boy. (laughs) I don't know. I just think that, you know, if you and I continue to do this work, I'm excited for what's in front of us. If we stay on this path of, you know, getting deeper, like you're doing, you know, uncovering more, getting broader, like I'm doing and uncovering different then you know, we, I don't want to say we can change things, but I think, you know, part of this, I consider myself to be an activist And this is a huge part of my activism Mm, It's by having these conversations that other people aren't willing to have and having them on a level, you know, where all these people are participants by listening and exposing these things. And again, I just appreciate you so much. You know, it's not like you sat me down with a chalkboard and a a ruler, but you taught me so much. Oh my gosh. I feel the same. I absolutely, every time I listen to an interview, I'm like, Laura's so magical. You guys, I always say all roads lead to Sarah Dean. That's Scott. And I say that all the time because there's always just some, but it's just connection, isn't it? Oh my gosh. It's just connection. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and thank you for when, that. So when you get to five years, Laura, all roads will lead to Laura Gakkar-Robin. <laughs> it's already happening. I promise you. Uh, okay. So Laura, where can people find you? Okay. So Instagram at Laura Cathcart Robbins, all one word, Facebook, Laura Cathcart Robbins, three words. Robbins is two Bs. Uh, Twitter, which I'm never on is Laura C. Robbins. And the website is the only one pod.com. Okay. And that's where all the episodes are. That's where all the contact information. If you guys have stories that you want to submit, please do so. And as Sarah Dean mentioned, I also have a new section called on my nightstand where I read from something that I love. And a lot of these are published books, but some of them are just essays by my friends that I love or essays that have been submitted to me. So if you have something beautiful, you know, less than seven minutes long that you wouldn't mind me reading out loud, please submit that as well. Oh my gosh. So, and her podcast, the only one in the room podcast is on all podcast platforms. And I have to give a little plug to your recent, you recently read Robin. Oh my gosh. I'm spacing on her last name. Wesler Wisniewski. Yes. Yes. Her on my nightstand interview, which is like maybe three weeks old. Yeah. um, And it's about her son and his autism diagnosis. And Oh my gosh. All of you need to go listen to that. It's a mic drop, right? I was like crying my way to the store in the parking lot. It was so good though. She's an amazing writer. And thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's autism awareness month. So if you are so inclined, please check out that episode. Her writing is gorgeous. And I was so, so happy that she let me share it with everybody. All right. So go follow all of Laura's stuff. We'll, like I said, we'll post links to everything in the recording, um, in the Facebook group. And then we will also post links in the email that we send out later this week with kind of the recap of everything. So thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate you so deeply and everyone else. I will see you here on Thursday for happy hour. Thank you all for being here, for being attentive, for engaging in the chat. I love and adore you. And we'll see you on Thursday and, and in the Facebook group before then. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.